0: Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a of for law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Off The Rack. I'm Sal, and I am uh, joined today by nobody. It's just me today. Tiffany's working. Everybody's working, hopefully, at home. Uh, I know that they're doing a slow rollout for a lot of people, uh, so if you are still quarantined, or at the very least, if you are uh, at home, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for watching. Uh, we're going to be talking about some news today because, as we all know, The new comics, while DC is doing their damnedest to try and get them out on Tuesdays, a day earlier than everybody else, uh, it looks like the overwhelming response to that is weak, if not uh, volatile, so we're going to get into that and much more Uh, As we go, so we wanted to mention at the top of the show, thanks a lot for watching, everybody. This normally is a show where I and my co-host Tiffany talk about the latest and greatest books that come out in the past week, recap them, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for books that come out this week. Unfortunately, as we are still under quarantine and under the... Uh, uh, Comic embargo, Uh, it's self-imposed for the most part, but uh, as we have a kind of drought from comics, there is uh, every effort from the comic book news outlets to try and give you some reason to click on them and not forget they exist. So, let's jump into them. Uh, There's a lot of things to talk about, as a matter of fact, or at the very least, I'm going to let you decide whether or not they were worth talking about, or whether they were actually uh, clickbait, so to speak. But uh, some of the things that were, were of note one, uh, people are starting to talk about the death of 5G a little more publicly. And two, uh, Scott Snyder's doing the rounds because as we are getting closer to the uh, return of comic books, and of course, as DC is kind of like leading the charge, albeit through two different distribution sources and a day earlier than everybody else, uh, they are ramping up for everybody to get back to buying comics, even if the comic book stores themselves aren't opening. Uh, in droves, particularly on the eastern and western seaboards. But uh, with that said, Snyder is doing the rounds because death metal is coming, whether you want it or not. Death metal is coming! And uh, so he's doing the spoiler rounds where he comes to on, on podcasts and he talks about whether or not, you know, your, your fears or your concerns are warranted, and uh, usually it's just to whet your appetite a little bit, give you, give you a little of uh of story so that you are, like, more enticed to buy. So we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, as well. Uh, we're also going to talk about San Diego and what they've decided to do and what we should be doing about San Diego along with uh, the, the, the Spider-Verse Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, thing that came up. It's just a, it's very, it's barely a thing, but I'll mention it at the top of the show or at, at another point in the show. But, uh, before we get into the news, I wanted to say that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. You want me to keep saying the things that I say, or you want Tiffany to be able to share her opinion without any cloud or judgment, uh, you can definitely help to support the show by using those Super Chats. If you're watching the show live, and you're catching us uh, in the you know in right now, as it's happening, you can use Super Chat as a question, make a comment, and we will weave it in organically into the show, and it always makes the show a little bit better. It always makes it more collaborative. It gets your voice out there, and we talk about the things that you want to talk about. Because all we know about when we're making a show is what we think you'll want to watch, not necessarily what you do want to watch. Case in point, uh, we did a Savage Screen—that's a show over on this channel where we uh, do commentaries for TV shows and comic book movies—and uh, we just did one for Ninja Turtles Three. I don't know why uh, it was just—it was just a silly decision. Uh, we we're working on. Uh, potentially a thing for another channel, and uh, we got to three, and I said, they're not going to want three. Let's just do it for ourselves. So we did a full movie uh, commentary for Ninja Turtles 3. Tiffany and Ethan had never seen the movie before. It was a really fun uh, experience for us, Uh, and we released it, and nobody watched it. So clearly, like, you know, we're not going to do Turtles. We're not going to be doing... Uh, you know, movie commentaries, but, uh, you know, that. but thanks to you guys, we know now not to waste our time with it. So, let's jump into it. Uh, Before we do, uh, Doom2814 says, Hey, Sal, just wanted to ask if you've seen the new Justice League Apocalypse War and if you plan to review it. I have not, but I keep hearing a lot of great stuff about it, and I've seen now that uh, it's been out for a little while. YouTube is, of course, getting those clips And we're getting, like, scenes and moments from that movie. And uh, I hear it's cool. Uh, You know, it's funny. The reason why I'm reticent to watch Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, for my part, is because I don't really watch a lot of those DC movies. I know it's the last one, but I haven't watched a lot to lead up to it. And I know that it's kind of a crescendo. It would be like going to watch Endgame and not seeing any MCU movies. Outside of, you know, Batman vs. Robin, I think that one I saw. Bad Blood, I saw as well. You know, not enough. So for me, I'm kind of concerned that I won't have quite the same experience. You know, I'd be like, oh, that was cool, I guess, but like, it doesn't really feel like a crescendo, you know? But I've been avoiding it, just uh, not actively avoiding it, but I haven't been actively seeking it out, mostly because I feel like I'm not going to get it. I mean, I could get it. You know, I I know who the characters are, but I feel like I'm not going to have the same experience, an authentic experience, if you will. So, uh, yeah, let's jump into the first piece of news. Not a lot... It's not much, but I will say that uh, apparently, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe they rolled out with their uh, lineup, all the movies that they're planning out, and of course, this is in response to the epidemic, uh, pandemic, I should say, and uh, they're they're, you know, moving things around, deciding what was going to happen, and uh, they picked um, and everybody's bumping their their schedules. Obviously, it's not just Marvel, but like uh, in the response to this. Pandemic. Everyone's moving their schedules around. Marvel picked out a whole bunch of dates, and apparently, Sony moved uh, Spider-Verse to a similar, if not the exact same date as an untitled Marvel movie. So, uh, Spider-Verse 2, much anticipated, Oscar award-winning movie, uh, is uh, is is coming out on the same day or same weekend as a uh, as an upcoming MCU movie, and we don't know what that is. And I don't think Marvel picks the date for those spider-man sequels so those that's a sony property so uh, you know if if you're thinking like oh well it'll be spider-man or something not necessarily in fact almost certainly not because sony picks those days uh so in, in in that regard you know, we don't know whose sequel was gonna be coming out on the day of, uh, of Into the Spider Verse Two, but we do know that neither studio is backing down, and as a result, you know, you're kind of getting this like weird spitting contest between two studios that you want desperately to work together because otherwise you get weird discontinuity between your Spider Man and your Avengers movies, because of course, as we all know, the experience from before was Marvel. Uh, and so on a in Marvel proper Spider-Man three, thankfully all things prevailed. However, now we're seeing uh, that they're that they're not necessarily playing as nice as we thought because Sony is putting out a, a, a their their big. Movie because Sony doesn't have a lot of them, and we do know that they have a huge amount of stake in the Spider-Man franchise, particularly from the spin-off variety. And so as a result, uh, they're they're feeling emboldened to put out a movie on the same day uh, or weekend as a upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Uh, and the question is really whether that matters. And honestly, for me, I, I feel like the only thing that matters to me is like I I'm surprised, you know, but on on the other hand, not too surprised. It's more like I'm disappointed. You know, I'm not mad I'm just disappointed I feel like if you are two studios that work together one's big one's not as big uh, one has constant hits the other one has one consistent hit and it's largely in part to the tether of the other studio you know you might want to pro- probably uh, try and make nice but it's you know Sony's you know feeling its oats so to speak it's it's, it's taking its druthers and going like yo we can pick a day. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to interrupt Captain Marvel two or Black Panther two. You know, but we're we're putting out Spider Verse Spider Verse whether you like it or not. And so the question is going to be who's going to blink first. That's really what it is. Very you know E Hollywood. Very uh, you know variety kind of like side of Disney because I don't expect Disney to move anything. Um, though Disney is in more of a awkward position due to their consistent loss of money because of again, the, the, the pandemic. Uh, so, while well, I don't really have necessarily a big dog in this race, because both, I, I love Into the Spider-Verse, I love the MCU, I have no real issue there. For me, I'll, I'll just see two movies that weekend, you know, like that doesn't really bother me. But for them, of course, a lot of people uh, have to pick and choose, particularly when it comes to the future and whether we're going to have the opportunity to pick and choose and go see this movie. But uh, it's interesting. It's telling, if you will. Like, these studios, they're all they're all very vulnerable and desperate. We saw that, uh, you know, Universal's putting out some troll movie uh, uh, just day and date digitally. And so all the AMC theaters decide... Well, AMC as a company decided to, you know, essentially, for lack of a better term, cockblock uh, Universal movies from being released in AMC theaters. And uh, so we're seeing, like... We're seen a lot of, quote-unquote, dick measuring uh, amongst Hollywood, despite the fact that they're all desperate for us to give them money. And so you'd think, like, maybe they might, like, in solidarity work together. But uh, we know that's not the case, because obviously, you know, if you want to look at a microcosm of that, look at the comic book industry and how it refuses to work together. The comic book industry, uh, the people who support it, the backbone, the creatives, uh, you know, the, the, these editors, people who work for these big companies, they will band together they will 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 organize charity drives and ebay uh sales and and incredible uh, charities to to support the industry and support local merchants but the the companies themselves meh that's how it feels so uh you 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 can't be too surprised that two major studios are going to be are going to be uh you know arguing with each other or at the very least like measuring their members uh, during a time when no one's going to see their stupid movies in the first place. Uh, so that's that's my opinion on the Spider-Verse thing. I don't know what you think, but I'm, I'm interested to know if you do. Uh, if you had to pick between Into the Spider-Verse 2 or some untitled Marvel movie, sight unseen, what would you pick? I have a feeling it's going to be Spider-Verse 2. But I'd like to know. Uh, Kenneth Dowling says, hey, Sal, hope all is well. Here's support for your programming. Thank you, Kenneth. I do appreciate it, man. It is supporting. Every little bit helps, and uh, every bit helps. We really appreciate it, Kenneth. Thank you so much. Uh, We're in this weird place where, you know, the the comic industry is finally starting to, just out of sheer desperation and lack of options, reopen. Uh, though we are seeing also some businesses starting to slowly measure out their percentage opening, despite the fact that not a lot of places are doing as well uh, in, in terms of flattening the curve, so to speak. I noted that uh, apparently there were fewer cases in New York than ever before, which is a good sign. Uh, but, um, you know, new cases, I should say. But, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like we're out of this woods yet. And I don't know. But we're in this weird place where you know, no new comics, not a lot of hype, no new movies, and so as a result, those of us who are on this weird fringe where we comment on them and we share our opinions on them, uh, when there's nothing to give an opinion on, there's not much content to have. Thankfully, we comment on stuff from like 30 years ago, so we're not too, like, hard up, but things, we're, we're all feeling the pinch, so to speak, so every every bit helps. Ollie Rogers says, you thought you dodged me on Twitter, but I have you now. Two words, Sal, Razor Fist. He needs his own GBU. Guy has gone toe to toe with the best. I'll be honest with you. I, I, you know, if I had to look at him, I might remember who Razor Fist is, but I don't recall at all uh, who Razor Fist is. I, I asked a question on, uh, on on Twitter the other day. I asked, um, "What are some like marginalized, lower tier, so to speak, characters in comics who, if they had the right creative team, would, uh, could, should be?" Top tier, major characters, uh, big deals, so to speak. Uh, I see now that uh, it was a villain with large blades for hands. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about now. He's appeared in books like uh, Toxin and Marvel Comics Presents. He was in the initiative. And, uh, of course, uh, I think he was in the background of some new Avengers books. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any, uh, you know, I'm not going to disparage anybody's pick because, like, the reality is with the right career team, any comic could become a bestseller. Any comic could become a front tier A AAA character. Um, even Stiltman could succeed uh, if, if given the right direction. But uh, with Razor, but so I'm not going to disparage Razor Fist, uh, but uh, I don't know if Doug's going to work. Uh, I, you know, I, he'd, he'd be hard pressed to find a, a team that would, uh, that would make Razor Fist work out. Remember, has no hands, only razors for fists, you see. Edward Scissorhands, though, you know, you want to go that angle. Tortured soul, trying to find love, can't touch. I get that. You know what? I think there's, I think there's some, some possibilities for razor fists. Um, every character has the opportunity. That's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, Mystery Man says, just wanted to say the Leviathan video was great. Thank you very much, Mystery Man. Do appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't already caught it, we did a fullback issues on Event Leviathan from Dennis and Maliv uh, and talked about that. Uh, a lot of people skipped it. I was surprised to see that, like, this was an event that I remember people asking us if we were going to cover it. I, I said no. I read the first issue. It was like, pass. And uh, it looked like a lot of people uh, were, on my, uh, were in my boat when it came to that. Because when I finally decided to actually cover it, uh, I bought the hardcover, I read it, and I, I you know, I went through it, and uh, we covered it on the show, and a lot of people were like, I skipped this, or I didn't even know this happened, or maybe you subliminally knew it happened, but you also dismissed it just as quickly, and so for you, it's like it never happened. Uh, Cyberpunk says, here's some love, personally, I'd like to see the new MCU entry every time. For what it's worth, I loved your TMNT commentary, but I don't think most people own it, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, the fact is, like, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, basically a podcast. You know, you you don't need to hear the movie to enjoy the commentary, but you do really need to. Like, it is it is a dual experience, and it requires some steps. You know, I can't just throw TMNT into the in, into the video because the YouTube algorithm would strike me, and then, you know, we wouldn't have these anymore. So, I hear you, man. Uh, yeah, there was a time, I think, when I would have watched any MCU movie, like, regardless of hype-quality character. But at this point, I'm I'm I don't know. I, I definitely would pick into the Spider Verse two over whatever MCU movie is. But that's only because I'm gonna see the next movie the following day. Ian says, "Just wanted to say I love the new length of back issues. Keep well, stay safe. Thanks, Ian. It, it, we've we've been doing a lot longer episodes lately, and I don't want to say I don't want people to get too used to it. Although I think the next couple are also long." Um, but, uh, it's not the new normal necessarily, uh, though we are kind of all acclimating to a new normal across the board, so why would back issues be any different? Um, but we do, we, we will, we, we have had some episodes be kind of shorter. Um, but I have noticed that I don't think there's a single episode in the four I've cut so far that haven't come out yet, uh, that are under an hour. Uh, and there's another one which I don't mind telling you because, uh, thanks to, uh, a generous uh, Twitter user uh, and its involvement with a, with a big comic uh, shop charity that we were involved with, uh, Invincible's happening, and I'm, I'm 45 minutes in and I'm, I'm halfway through. So that's going to be pretty long, uh, but thank you, man. Uh, And rusky 911 says, with everything going on, do you see any major shakeups in the comic world when it gets back on track, like smaller publishers getting more spotlight or indie fading further into the background? Uh, Unfortunately, because indie didn't make any major changes, shifts, or strides during this unfortunate time, and because uh, Marvel and DC haven't really learned anything out of this, um, though I will say there are a few exceptions to that. One, DC got two new distributors to release their books or get them to shops a day early. Whether shops will release the DC books on Tuesdays, work extra hard Monday, get those out Tuesday, and then put everything else out on Wednesday, or whether they're just going to leave those boxes in the shop and wait until Wednesday to put out everything remains to be seen. And Marvel, of course, took at least eight titles, unfortunately some of which were in the like process of wrapping up. And went digital only with them, like literally, like halfway through their print run went. We're not going to print these anymore. They're only going to be available available digital, and then we'll put the full thing out in trade. Which means if you were collecting, you know, some one of one of these titles, uh, you know, you have issues four, like one, two, three, four. You'll have to pick up five and six digitally, so you'll never complete your physical collection, which is a tragedy. But I think there's a way around that, and that's their book publishers. And I think if they could just make a catalog that you order your books. Printed, you they they could just make them for you. Like I, I think there's still an option there, particularly if there's only eight books, and if you look at the numbers of those books, they were not major selling titles but Marvel and DC did make a few changes but one of the things they didn't necessarily do was roll back the print runs which unfortunately as a result uh snipes into the businesses of independent comics the hope would be of course that like Marvel would print half the amount of books that they normally print and maybe go digital exclusive with some of those lesser titles that you know wouldn't get the 12 issues they should but maybe in digital they could and then as a result there's more shelf space and more room for digital or, I mean sorry to uh independence to be visible more likely more independence for people who would necessarily pick them up to be able to pick them up because of financial uh, responsibility like because they just simply don't have enough money to pay for like all the marvel and all the dc books they buy and then go into like dark horse image boom valiant that kind of thing um so you know but maybe we're seeing baby steps i don't know it feels like we're not but, uh, but I hope we are. Like, I genuinely do. Because I want the comic industry to succeed. I want everyone to get their books. And that's the thing that's the most important. Everybody needs to get their books. So, so I've been yet another piece of news uh, that was interesting. Um, apropos of our discussion about DC and their early thing. DC Comics this week is trying to get their books out into stores Today. Make sure shops have gotten their books. I would love to know, because I have not actually heard from any comic book retailer, whether or not their DC books are in and ready to go out uh, for tomorrow. Of course, if, again, if you're on the Eastern or Western seaboards, you're not going to be able to go into your comic book store, but maybe you could do curbside pickup, you could do mail order, but like you can get your, your books, finally. But I'm wondering if stores are actually taking DC up on it and actually planning to release these books on Tuesday and then, I guess, do the legwork on Tuesday to get the other books out the following week. Although right now, I think uh, it's not like until May 20th, it's not for another week or so, that all the new books are coming out, or at least they're going to start rolling out the, the rest of the titles. So right now, DC is the only game in town, so to speak, from the big two at least. So, uh, but, but I found that apparently, according to these news outlets, and of course we're talking about Bleeding Cool, which is technically not necessarily news, it's more of a rumor mill, but, you know, they, they have sources at the very least, uh, some of the time. But, uh, but apparently, um, bookstores get their books on Tuesday, DC uh, is trying to get their books out uh, in comic book stores, as well as bookstores on Tuesdays, and uh, so the question is whether or not that's actually going to be happening. Um, that's kind of it. And so, moreover, I'd like to know what you think about this, because I think that's more important. And it's, would you go to the comic book store twice? And if you're a retailer, would you do the legwork to make sure that people could have, like, DC Tuesdays? And only DC Tuesdays. I would love to know. Because I have no idea. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Let's jump back into the Super Chats. Uh, Kenneth Dowling back uh, saying... Regarding TMNT, Last Ronin, I'm starting to lose interest in these stories about dark, dystopian futures, Days Future Past, Terminator movies are great, but now it feels depressing to me. Yeah, um, it's interesting. We were—I uh, was, I was talking to creatives over the last month or two, and uh, everybody was kind of talking about or speculating about um, what kind of fiction is going to come out of the pandemic. And I know that uh, the news outlets were saying, gee whiz, you're going to see a lot of apocalypse stories. And I feel like that's not true, and I think a lot of fellow creatives uh, uh, disagree as well. If you are in an apocalyptic scenario, and obviously that's splitting hairs and it's hyperbole, but I'm saying, like, if you're in an extreme circumstance, you want to write about something that's normalized and you want to escape. Uh, escape Like, fantasy and escapism, uh, you know, they're called that because you're trying to diverge from your current and present reality. And so with this particular situation, you know, you don't want to hear about... People being desperate, food lines, uh, you know, masks in public and uh, quarantines and, and deadly viruses. Maybe it's going to be more about something else. I don't know what. I don't know what the opposite of that is besides normal life and how normal life can become a story. Um, but you know what? Like Hollywood tells those every day. So I feel like there's probably room for that in the comic book world. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see a lot of people hunkering down in their homes Unable to go out and reading a good old pa- fashioned page turner like a Terminator comic, Days of Future Past, like you said, Last Ronin, or like like this TMNT run. Um, yeah, I, I would not personally. Um, I'm I would be sick of it. Though hopefully you're not too sick that you're gonna miss out on watching an episode of back issues about a well, glo- uh, a, a localized urban setting pandemic that only colorful characters can resolve we have one of those i had two options for that i picked the one you're not thinking of but uh check it out and if you're on not on patreon.com slash compop you could have already seen it already uh so yeah uh it's not really like we're in a weird place so that's not that's like we're in a weird place i don't uh envy dc for being a trailblazer in this regard. Um, I am looking forward to seeing whether it works. I've noticed that DC is doing a lot of innovative things. They're trying a lot of different stuff. It doesn't sound too dissimilar from, like, you know, recent years at Valiant and them being like, hey, nobody's doing this, that, the other thing, so we're going to do it. And it, You know, it didn't pay dividends, but it did grow their brand, and it, it created a solid fan base that they could springboard into uh, relative, uh, you know, normalcy and, uh, and recognition. Um, Nick Bledo, Bledzo, Bledzo? Nick Bledzo says, did you watch the new Justice League Dark animated movie? If so, what'd you think? I answered this question already, but I will answer your question as well. No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I have seen a couple of clips, but I'm not, I'm passively avoiding it because I haven't really watched most of the DC cinema, like animated cinematic universe movies. I've seen a couple of the Batman ones. I was not very happy with them or impressed. I don't like the guy who plays Batman you know, they've had like three different supermen. For me, I was like, this is just, this is just kind of slipshod. I'm not very interested in it. I heard that it got better as it went on, um, but it wasn't enough to sway me. And so I, I just kind of like, now that you're going to make like the, essentially the end game of a universe I never really watched, you know, it feels like inauthentic for me to watch it. Uh, in particular, uh, I wouldn't get all the references. I'd be kind of like, oh, that look, that, that's cool. You know, but I feel like I would get more out of it if I actually knew what they were referring to. Or if someone died, I'd be like, oh, they seem really upset about that. I wonder why, you know? so. But uh, but it seems ambitious, and I, I admire them for that. The fact is, those movies were selling, and even though they didn't sell to me, it didn't mean they weren't selling because they kept making them. And uh, so for my money, you know, like, I think it's really cool and ambitious that they would even bother. Uh, thank you, Martin Archuleta, for your super chat. I do appreciate it, man. If you have a question, I will look forward to it. And Mr. Q-Man says, just finished reading the third TMNT Batman crossover. Pretty uplifting. Any any chance you guys covering it? Greetings from Germany. Well, guten tag. And thank you very much for your super chat. I really appreciate it. Yes. uh, I read the first two issues and was like, I'm going to wait until this is all collected. I think it's all collected. I think I got to go back at get the hardcover, but I haven't ordered it yet. Um, I need to check it out because it was so ridiculous and big. I was like, I just need to read it all in one sitting. Because I was like forgetting things between issues. And I'm like, there's no. So uh, I will do it on back issues. We've done the first two. Why wouldn't we do the third one? Plus, hey, come on. Crisis on a half shell? How could you go wrong? Um, another thing that they mentioned uh, was, of course, Scott Snyder's uh, press tour, so to speak. Uh, he hasn't come here yet. Scott, we're waiting for you. Uh, where he's rolling out some hype for uh, Death Metal. DC's Death Metal is coming out. Dark Knight's Death Metal? Death Metal? But uh, the culmination of his Justice League run is finally rolling into the sequel to his largest event of all time, uh, Death Metal, and uh, he's talking about a lot of things. He says one of the one of the through lines, headlines of Death Metal is it all matters. Uh, I love that idea, and I love that uh, that that kind of like I don't know fourth wall breaking, uh, you know, fan reaching reference, where they're like, I know that it seemed like a lot hasn't mattered, um, based on rumors and uh, insider conversations that I've heard, uh, the death metal event was a was supposed to be a kind of like duh, springboard into 5G, uh, or at the very least they wanted it to be. Uh, that is to say, those at the top, who may not work there anymore. Um, I I would expect that in Scott and Greg's particular situation, they don't have to do anything, they don't have to tell a story, they don't want to, and they wouldn't want to tell a story, they couldn't tell honestly, so my expectation, of course, from the beginning with Death Metal was, that is the culmination of everything he wanted to do, and uh, that it would matter, and that it would use selectively everything that matters to those two uh, in the DC universe, Dark Knight's Metal did the exact same thing. Dark Knight's Metal was uh, a ridiculously massive event that broke rules that clearly were set in place for New 52 and even upset apple carts in the Rebirth era by referencing all kinds of stuff that was not established or was established in a previous continuity. So I'm really excited to see uh where this is gonna go because you know that of course you got to up the ante and of course being called Death Metal, as we've discussed on uh, previous shows, Death Metal is extreme and hardcore. It it has, it has an even more narrow uh, audience and a very more narrow sound. So like you're getting more specific with it. So uh, you know, if you're thinking about it kind of like metatextually, like you have to go for broke with Death Metal. And I'm not surprised to hear that they would be doing that. But uh, in the uh, these these kind of twofold stories because death metal um, is being hyped and 5G is in all likelihood dead. Uh, Of course, I've heard rumors, by the way, I've heard like rumblings that like 5G was never a thing and it was invented by Bleeding Cool, which is just straight up not true, by the way. Like, you know, you want to talk about speculation and you want to talk about like integrity or, or, or at least like being in comic book journalism. We're not journalists. We do not report on the news. We do not make the news. We just kind of comment on it. But we do make sure that if we do use news sources, those sources have sources and they're not just made up. We got this covered. So what I, you know, what I've, what I've always maintained is when we talk about 5G, when we've always talked about 5G, it's what we've heard and where we've heard it from. And we know for a fact that five g was an event slash publishing initiative that d c was going to have, and maybe probably doesn't anymore that five g was going to be kind of like a new status quo for d c and that it would change things, and different characters would be occupying the roles of the Trinity. That's what we knew at the uh, that's what we were almost a hundred percent sure about, and that can be confirmed. Uh, by uh, sources that I won't divulge at this point. Um, But in this particular case, it seems that 5G is pretty much out the window. Um, What's funny is we're in a weird place where who could have thought, who could have imagined that in a a time when DC Comics was going to go in one direction, then suddenly and extremely hit the brakes and turned a drastic left had to scrap an entire publishing initiative or at the very least realign it because I don't believe they're ever going to... I don't believe everything is always scrapped. I mean, like, you know, y- you hear about things like story arcs and character plans and publishing initiatives that did go out the window, but, you know, you have art, you have creative teams, you have people working on these books. If if pages are drawn and money was spent, particularly in a, in, a, in an industry like the comic book industry, which doesn't produce that much money Uh, comparatively, compared to their competitors, like movies and video games, um, you need to kind of like squeeze every penny and and get what you can out of your your financial expenditures. So when it comes to DC, you know, if you have a creative team or five creative teams that are all working on different things, and then you suddenly say, everything you're working on is not actually going to be going anywhere. Some of those things are going to be kiboshed. But other things are going to be realigned and moved away. If you have a big story about Luke Fox becoming Batman, and it, you you have a story where Batman himself, Bruce Wayne, is old or older or hurt or retired or whatever reason he is not Batman anymore, you could very easily, in a ne- particularly a DC who's like the king of imprints, just go. That was a cool idea. I'm just going to take that and stick it in the black label box. Now it's a thing, and because because it's not like they were gonna give all those books to Scott Lodell. They were all gonna go to different high-profile creators, or at the very least creators who have their own fan-, fan bases who would buy that book, regardless of whether it was part of a 5G initiative. I know I'm kind of really talking about 5G, but they're kind of commingling. So like 5G is probably almost certainly not gonna happen anymore. But I think that shades of 5G and elements of 5G that you would have seen and would have been part of the major. Uh, publishing initiative are now going to be realigned into different books. Because if you're a book publisher and you have like uh, the guy who wrote 20 years of slave, 12 years of slave, John Ridley writing a Batman book, you don't want to tell him like, Hey, get better luck next time, buddy. Like you're going to take that book and find a way to publish it. So I would stick it into a black label and just make a cool and, and sell it that way. No more 5g. So what does that mean for death metal? Well, according to uh, Scott Snyder, we know for a fact that uh, Wally West absorbs some of uh, Dr. Manhattan's power. He gets a blue costume. He gets the logo on his forehead. And uh, he is going to be a factor and he is going to in- influence the story. We know that there's going to be a spin off series uh, starring The Flashes. We know that there is a mystery villain involved with that. Uh, we know that Dark Knight's Metal is going to be so, like, so big and far-reaching and influential, my expectation is it was probably going to be like Dark Knight's Metal, where you have the Dark Knight Metal, uh, Batman spin-off books, and the main book. And maybe a couple of tie-ins, but for the most part, it's going to be the main book and a couple of these like ancillary books that don't really change the status quo. Instead, now that you have 5G off the table, and that was actually the point I was going to make earlier, was that isn't it kind of funny that they had to make that hard left they had to change everything suddenly and then they had this global pandemic and that caused everything except for dc's creatives and publishers like dc as a publishing house had to close but the creators could still work and the editors could still dictate and the publisher could still decide so books could be produced in fact you could create an entire wellspring of new stuff, or alternate stuff that would come out instead of 5G, so that you never miss a beat. They basically bought themselves three full months worth of catch-up time so that Dark Knight's death metal can be all it can be and more. And in fact, uh, whereas if Scott and Greg were feeling stymied by its necessity to dovetail into an event that they, or an initiative that they Probably didn't necessarily agree with or have any participation in. Uh, instead, they could decide the fate of the DC Universe and dictate. Any number of uh, directions for DC, and in fact, they could go even further. They could change all kinds of things. I heard that uh, three Jokers. They had to change the ending of Three Jokers, and that's another reason why it was delayed. And it had everything to do with the ousting of Dio and the loss of 5G and the Rebirth initiative and everything like that. Like so, uh, because of this, like kind of like all stop. You know, it wasn't like Marvel got to roll out any major awesome event that was in place of what DC could sell. They could uh, all just take a minute and come up with a strategy, which is everything I've ever asked for from a couple, come from a inner company universe publisher, like just come up with a roadmap and then follow it. That's like, it's not hard to do uh, if you, if you've done it for decades and it shouldn't be unexpected to do if you should, if you're expected to tell serialized fiction. So uh, we know that Dark Knight's metal or death metal is going to be massive. We know that it's going to be, uh, it's going to have tie-ins, and we know that it's going to have implications across multiple titles. Of course, Wonder Woman is the main character of that event, so it's going to impact the Wonder Woman books. We know that Superman and Batman are going to be affected by it. We know that Tynan the Fourth, who is a protege of Scott Snyder's and the current writer of Batman, and seemingly will be the main writer on Batman now that 5G is probably almost certainly out the window uh so as a result maybe death metal will have more of an impact than ever before uh which is interesting because of course like it was kind of all really culminating into an end because Justice League never really truly ended and neither did his Batman stories and it's all kind of like just it's all kind of selling the next thing and it's kind of funny now that that was also going to be kind of like a a finality and now snyder can actually weave a story that will set up the next freaking thing which if you're excited about what they were doing with justice league and you love metal uh you know you should be all for and if you weren't well i get I, i have i have your sympathy uh or you have my sympathy Uh, Luke Varillo says, Reading a lot of old runs on the DC app. We'll see if it survives the launch of HBO Max. That's a big, that's a big if. Uh, Would love to see the back issues take on classics like Batman Prey or Brubaker's Catwoman. No No Man's Land 2, if you can manage to condense. Uh, No Man's Land would be a big, silly episode it would not be the episode everybody wants it to be I know that everybody wants us to do No Man's Land they want us to cover it like Benny did where it's like tw- like a- like an hour long video for like 20 freaking episodes like that's never going to happen I'm not going to talk about like those really really like uninteresting or unimportant side plots I'm going to introduce the main characters that show up I'm going to introduce those characters who are new uh, you know who are introduced in that story I'm going to tell you the gist of it but there's going to be full volumes where I'm like nothing really happens in this like, we're going to really focus on, like, you know, the the feeling of the book, the characters who are involved, where they all kind of end up, and the Joker part. That would be what No Man's Land is. So if you if you don't want that, then stop asking for it. But if you don't care, and if you just like want to enjoy it because you've read it, and you just want to hear what three Jokers have to say on the couch about it, then all, by all means. Like, uh, I, uh, we will do it one day. Uh, Prey is also going to happen. I don't know about cat Catwoman. I don't think I have it. But we will do Dixon's Catwoman. Mm-hmm. One day, maybe. Darwin Cooks, Catwoman, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man, that DC app, uh, I have it, I pay for it. I don't know why I pay for it. Um, DC should be letting me have it, but, you know, I digress. Um, the, the app is, I, I think it's a step in the right direction. It's one of those things where I'm like, man, like, DC might be losing money on his app, but I'm really admiring the initiative they took and the work they put into it because this is a very communal, fan-driven app. Um, and they're really, like, like all the things they produce are made for DC fans, which I'm like, more power to you. Like, that's kind of amazing. Um, yeah, we, I've heard the DC universe will not be condensed in HBO Max, but that was before HBO Max was just about to come out. So now that HBO Max is literally on our doorstep, or figuratively, I should say, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the future of DC universe has in store for us. Kenneth Dowling, did you ever get around to watching Watchmen HBO? Have a good day. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, thanks for watching, man. I appreciate it. No, I never got a chance to watch Watchmen. Uh, I will one day, but I have not had time. I've just been working on this, working on the channel, working on uh, trying to create videos for you guys. Uh, Super duper ass says, "Love you, Sal." Makes me laugh every time you say my username out loud. I made this account in middle school. Unfortunately, <sighs> I hear you, man. My you, my my uh, my account when I was in middle school, was uh, was named after a Mortal Kombat character and, like, was it was a combination of, like, my computer and, my, and, 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 and like, a Mortal Kombat character. And I would never, like, I, I would not feel comfortable. Like, if I had become a YouTuber then, I guess it would have been my name. And I don't think anybody would have watched a comic book YouTuber named, like, Cyrax. Like, it would have just been so dumb. And plus, like, I don't own that and I wouldn't have wanted to have my brand attached to it. I hear what you're saying. I'm glad that, I'm glad you enjoy it. And uh, and thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Um, Rusky number one O says, uh, with all the talk about death metal and 5g, it makes me wonder who's, what's Marvel up to. Haven't heard anyone trying to flip the table over there lately. Nope. It's all playing it safe over at Marvel. They're doing almost over. I I honestly don't know. I remember when they announced they were going to do a sequel to annihilation and then it like came and went and it wasn't even like an event. It was like a two part story. I have no idea. It's really weird. And, uh, it's, it's just kind of like, I hope that Marvel is, I hope that Marvel isn't in like, isn't creatively bankrupt. Um, I think that, uh, I think that there's no way that Donny Cates isn't going to do a major event with Null. So I know that like, that's probably what they're all kind of leading towards. I know that Hickman is of course leading towards a massive X-Men event because why wouldn't he? So you got those two things to look forward to and they won't have anything to do with each other. So you'll have two totally separate universe shattering events to look forward to so maybe we should just be quietly enjoying this kind of like respite at marvel where they're not like flipping over tables and kicking indoors like let them because you know they're going to like you know that marvel will shit the bed at some point uh so i'm I'm actually really like because I i know in my heart of hearts that hickman's gonna do something massive and it'll be cool but it'll be x-men centric as opposed to like marvel centric and we know that there's no way that null isn't coming and invading and it's gonna be like the null war or something. And so I, I'm I, I expect that to happen. I expect a few deaths. So, you know, you got that to look forward to. Uh, Luke Varillo says 5G sounds cool, but I think it works better as a life story or a new frontier type limited series. Just got the right writer, an artist with the singular vision. I agree. Um, man, you know, it's funny I was uh, I was watching Mark Wade was on DC Universe. They were on their show DC daily, which made me think, have they made friends over there? Is Mark Wade gonna write for Superman again? Because I don't really like Mark Wade books anymore, but I will tell you this, like I like Mark Wade books that I've read already, but I haven't really enjoyed a Mark Wade story in the last decade. So, but I would love Mark Wade to take over Superman. Uh, but, I, uh, I, but I digress. Uh, I was seeing Mark, but Mark Wade was talking about Kingdom Come, and it reminded me of like all these great things That came out like within a two year span of each other that were out of continuity, but also were things people love, adore, and cherish to this day. And DC and Marvel should be working on more of those. Life Story is one of those things, though. You got Life Story is like the second coming of Spider Man Blue, it's like yet another classic Spider Man. Self-contained, out of continuity story that people will go like, "Oh, you like Spider-Man? But you don't want to read all those uh, all those other things? Well, you got to pick up, uh, you know, Spider-Man Blue, *Craven Last Hunt*, uh, and this *Life Story*. Um, so they're not they're not reticent to it; they're not averse to it. But hopefully, they'll uh, they'll embrace it. Alex Sanchez, hey, Sad longtime fan. I saw the first half of your Leviathan episode, paused it, and then bought the hardcover. Looking forward to the episode after. Thanks a lot, Eric. I'm glad you did. Uh, please know, by the way, that every episode of Back Issues, regardless of our opinion of it, has a link to the book. So if you ever want to buy it, just, like, you don't have to look for it, you don't have to hunt. Just click the description. It's the first link. Boom, there it is. Um, also, we get a little, little piece of it. But uh, I should say, like, I'm glad, because what matters is selling the book. What matters is that you bought event Leviathan like regardless of the fact that I thought it was kind of like a waste of time the book is a story and stories appeal to everyone and every story has some fan um so it it matters to me that like somebody bought a comic and the fact that like you didn't read it before but picked it up afterwards is a good sign like that that's that's really great I'm happy to hear it um Comics Bandwagon says, I thought death metal was going to be about the justly getting Barbados to fight Perpetua, but now it looks like there's going to be a lot more to it. Yeah. I had no expectations behind it. I know that like the world is, I assume the world has changed and Batman's riding a death cycle and Wonder Woman's got wings and shit. Like I assume that it's just like, these are the characters that we've known and loved for years. And they're just like, the world is topsy turvy. It's like one of those American dad episodes. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Where like, you know, the the apocalypse happens or whatever but it's still happening to your characters um i i i expect them to have to unchain barbatos at some point but you know i'm just looking forward to perpetua dying because i can't anymore i just have no more patience for for perpetua mystery Man can't chances of king superman on back issues there's a chance i already shot that in fact i did it's already shot and it's uh it's not ready to go. It's not even cut, but it is shot. It's in the can. So, 100%. Uh, Dan asks, did you see Cates is doing a God Country spinoff? I did read that. So in the news, uh, Donny Cates announced that there's going to be a God Country spin-off. I don't know why they just call it a sequel, but whatever. Uh, I'm looking forward to I Kill Giants 2. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Sandman prequel. I'm looking forward to Mr. Miracle 2. I'm looking forward to every story that has no need or, like, requirement or uh, audience for a sequel and is now going to get one. Um, I think that God Country is great on its own, and I know that if Tiffany were here, she would agree with me, um, and I think that uh, even a spinoff of, of God Country is a waste of time. Like, like good for you. I think that's cool. I'm glad that Donny Cate's finding time to do it, uh, you know, outside of his Marvel work because he writes, like, six different books, but uh, I don't want a sequel to God Country. The Panda Supreme, take my money and like it. I will. Thank you very much, Panda Supreme. I did. I just did. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you, Panda. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Um, pardon me. Uh, Ollie Roger is back. Say, I'm sad you took my razor fist suggestion seriously. He's to do with knife hands in a thong and a thigh high boot, Sal. His superpower is knife hands. I know. I know. And yet, they made a harrowing, introspective love story about a. About a guy who was made to look like Tim Burton's fetish. Like, it's because Johnny Depp just looks like Helen Bonham Carter years before he met her um, with knife hands, scissor hands, but knife hands. And they made it work. You could make Razor Fist tragic and make, a woman lo- and make a man or woman love him. I, I would like to see that. So, no. The thing is, the, thing, the, the point I wanted to make about it was like any character can have a renaissance like any character, every character has fans and any character could be a major character. Like when I was a little kid, Captain America was really dumb to me. You know, it's a, he has an A on his forehead and the the flag on his chest and his shield, I was like, there's so many redundancies. What's with the book bu- what's with the Buccaneer boots? Like, he's so silly. His name's Captain America. That's like being Captain Sandwich. Like it just doesn't for me, I was like, that's so silly. And I remember saying that out loud and people being like really mad at me, but they know I was a kid, so they couldn't like yell at me. But they were, I was like, Captain America is so lame. Why, you, you know, that scene in, in Maximum Carnage when Captain America helps Spider-Man, I'm like, oh great, Speedball wasn't available? And they're like, you, 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 t- you bite your mouth, you bite your tongue, you shut your face. And I'm like, oh, then it took me a while, you know, like reading a good Captain America story or just giving him a chance to learn that he was actually really awesome. And now he's a premier character. ta Coates is writing him. Friggin, there's there's a massive appeal. Any character can be a major character. Um, Even Razor Fist, maybe. Jordan Metvener says, Jumpin' Sorry, I lost you, man. Uh, jumping on the train to mention that I bought Batman Universe after watching back, his sister's great book. That's so good to hear, man. I love Batman Universe. And if you want a little, little teaser, I love Superman Up in the Sky. Top five Superman stories for me at this point now. Um, but Batman Universe, again, up there. Love it. So, such a good idea. Whoever, whoever launched that, whoever was like, we gotta switch, I, you know it was DiDio, and I feel bad, because like, good idea. But you know, if you're the only one making them, you're gonna have bad ones too. Kojo Pampuni uh, says, blew most of my check on OnlyFans and cam girls. Passed my senior, year, my senior semester at university. Hope you and the family are doing okay. Well, uh, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, but uh, you know, I appreciate you spending some of it on us. Uh, congratulations on passing your senior semester uh, that's fantastic news onward and upward excelsior hopefully you will uh, you will you will uh, make uh, you know sound financial decisions in your future and you will uh, you you will be doing well uh, I I don't know what the world is like for people who get out of college slash university now as opposed to when I left um, but uh, it, it, it it can be very scary and daunting just you know don't be afraid to lean on those who love you. Uh, But uh, thank you. Yeah, me and my family are doing great. Uh, Well, well, I mean, you know, we're doing fine. Everybody's, Everybody's healthy, so we're doing great. Uh, Algae try Sal is one of the best damn podcasters out in the world, change my mind don't do not do that because you will come up with reasons to change his mind and I, I don't want to do that but I appreciate it Algie. Uh and I'm not one of the best, I, I listen to podcasts, I don't listen to my own, I just make them um, but uh, but thank you very much all the same I do appreciate it and I'm trying, you know the thing is I just try to be authentic and like I don't, I don't know, you know if that's enough um, it doesn't seem like it but uh, you know some of you agree and that means a lot to me, that's all I need so thank you man I appreciate it um, where were we? Uh, Ollie Roger, as for DC, between 5G being canceled, Doomsday Clocks, Fizzle, and Three Jokers, whatever that is, it does it feel like DC is completely rudderless? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is why I'm excited that they had this time to kind of like catch their breath and hopefully find a direction. Um, I don't trust those in charge at DC to lead that direction. You know, like I don't trust Jim Lee to be the only person to make creative decisions at DC. I think he's great. And I think he's ama- he's one of the best comic book artists in the world. And I think that he created some really cool things in the 90s. But I don't know if I want him to be the only one making those decisions that will lead DC into the next decade. And, uh, you know... So I do feel like that. But I hope that they are making good plans based on empirical data and their understanding of their fandom and their universe. The thing is, don't underestimate your universe. Know your universe. That's like a literal friggin' tagline. <laughs> I think it's Marvel's. I don't remember which one it is. But, it's a, it, 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 but it bears repeating and listening because like, if you know what your universe is, you know what direction to take it in or what direction it can survive um michelle and alexandria michelle Alexandria, michelle alexandria thank you very much i really appreciate it uh thank you michelle welcome to the show thanks for watching um wrapping up or winding up we got san diego comic-con who has decided to go with an online comic-con where did they get that idea i mean like obviously everybody had that idea literally like i remember having that idea and then calling scott actually and being like we should do this and then uh being called by the comic book youtuber coalition that made at home comic-con and i was like thank god i don't have to do that i don't want to do that i want them to run it i'll just show up and have a good time uh then mainframe then 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 like the the online comic-con is not just um a good idea now i think it is the future, not the future but it's part of our future I think that it won't be replacing cons, but it will be hopefully a fixture of the world we live in now because it's such a good idea. I mean, look at all the the, the talent that can come in. Um, I- your comic-con maybe san diego could do it right San Diego, because they have the time um besides san diego of course giving me uh, a hall h panel and allowing us to uh do elseworlds or off the rack or even a live back issues or just a Q&A. uh but hey comic pop at san diego comic-con first time and last time <laughs> we'll take it san diego but uh this pitch is is just, just is for free the idea that i would like to see um san diego taking a twitch channel let's say san diego has a twitch um And treat it the way that like the Bob Ross channel did or the way that any uh, creative Twitch channel does. Where it's like, what you do is you set up an, an artist alley roster of artists who want to be involved. And, of course, you can only fit like 12 to 24 of those creatives because you only have so many hours in the day. But I'm thinking... What you should do is you make a list of all the artists that you want to have in your, like, that are that are being blasted by the San Diego Twitch channel. And then you have them all running their streams, essentially, right? They all have their own Twitch channels because a lot of artists have Twitch, it makes a lot of sense. But every artist has their own Twitch channel, and they're running it for a period of hours, but those hours have to be within the time frame that San Diego is also running. And then San Diego will give you a time frame. And let's say it's like 25 minutes, like 30 minutes. I was going to say an hour, but like maybe only like 20 minutes where you will be hosted on the San Diego Artist Alley Twitch stream so that when you, if you just go on to San Diego's Twitch stream, you will, every 20 minutes, be introduced to a new artist who's drawing or whatever, and they have, you know, they have their own store, they have their own merchandise, they have their own uh, place to get their work or their own commissions list, but they have their this whole stream. And you have, like, you could have, actually, with 20 minutes, you could have a lot more artists working on it, but, like, you have this whole stream of artists, and you get into a list and so every 20 minutes, like they will switch to another artist. So it's like kind of like virtually walking down Artist Alley because if you are just standing there, you're just sitting here watching the San Diego Artist Alley Twitch stream. Every 20 minutes, you get a new artist who's drawing or doing a commission, and you get to be introduced to their work and their personality and their brand. And if you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, 20 minutes is enough for that artist, then you just click it and you go over to that artist Twitch because they're going to keep going. And so you could have like, you could have six or seven different artist streams going and you could learn about those artists and you could buy from them or add to their commission list. And meanwhile, San Diego or whatever con wants to do this is promoting artists because that's kind of like the lifeblood of the convention experience is Artist Alley. So that's one way to do it. It's just something that I thought was a really cool idea that would be a great way to showcase artists because I know so many artists have Twitch streams and I know that like, they're like they make a lot of money, their own personal money from conventions, and nobody has them, and they can't go because like it's not just enough that you go to Artist Alley and you get a drawing. You go to Artist Alley and you meet them, you, and and they're selling prints and commissions and merch, like keychains or 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 bookmarks or any number of things, uh, sketchbooks, and you could totally jump in on that and uh, and and capitalize on it. Um, I don't know, I think that'd be really cool. But uh, oh well. <laughs> Hopefully they'll try it. But that's just one idea. And that's just one idea, you know. Just and all you need is to give us a platform so that like, you know, people could see what Comic Pop's all about. Um, but that was the other thing is that San Diego's going digital. Um, it's gonna be free. Uh, they made a little video about it, which is cute. Um I was hoping it was actually gonna have like information on it but instead it's just kind of like coming soon free parking comfy chairs personalized snacks pets allowed badges for everybody front row seats we're just gonna stream shit and it's like okay that's cool like that's funny but like i'd like to know the logistics who's gonna be there if i can i submit a panel will i have an audience with that panel uh who's gonna have panels um you know what, what what's the what's the meet and greet situation like what what vendors are gonna be available you know that kind of thing i'd like to know more about that Uh, Ollie Rogers says, while I'm glad you're optimistic personally after dark nights and justice league, the thought of another immediate Snyder event is exhausting. I hope he surprises me and, uh, manages a bit of, of restraint. I agree. Listen, I I was not the biggest fan of either of those events. Like whether it was justice league or dark nights metal. Um, I found some, some, some fun. Like I enjoyed metal doing it on the show and it reminded me of things that were brilliant in it. Um, but, but like you, I felt similarly burned out. I am hyped for, dark, for Death Metal. It's actually kind of funny that normally I'd be like, But now because of the drought, I'm kind of like, I'll take it. I'll take not only the hype you're giving, but also I'll buy it. And I'm going to read it. And then we're going to talk about it here on this channel. Like, I'm looking forward to it. Just because I'm kind of looking forward to anything at this point. Alberto Ugalde says, gotta go to work, but I will watch this later. Thank you very much, Alberto, and welcome to the show. Hopefully you caught this on the repeat, uh, and thank you very much for your support. We do appreciate it. And that was all the news that was fit for me to cover on today's odd episode of Off the Rack. Please don't get used to me being alone. Tiffany will be on the show in the future, the near future, which is to say the next episode. We took a break last week because... We covered the DC 99-cent digital-exclusive books, and let me tell you something, um, nobody gave a shit about those books, and the episode itself was very low traffic, very low live attendance, and very low views after the fact, so I thought, nah, let's just skip it all together, and so we did, and it hurts, you know, it hurt me, because when we don't put out a video, we don't get a chance to connect, and we don't get a chance to make anything, uh, so if I choose not to make a video, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing it for very uh, strong reasons. Um, but I wanted to jump into this because there were a couple of news stories, those news stories in particular, where I was like, I have an opinion about that, and I'd like to share it. Maybe I could talk about it. Um, and try a new format. Hey, maybe when there aren't new comics, because I know that we're not out of the woods yet, and the new normal is not going to be Sunshine and Rainbows. We're gonna have delays again, I think, particularly in the comics front. So I wanted to test this out, I think it did well, I think you guys are a testament to that. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Um, I wanted to mention before we all, before everybody leaves, um, there's a number of things that are happening on this channel that you should be aware of. Number one, um, Off the Rack will continue. Number two, Elseworlds Exchange is gonna go back to live next, this week, so tomorrow. Uh, Joel and I are gonna be back, Um, then, he's going to go away again for two more weeks because we have more guests coming. Um, but we are going to be having another Elseworlds exchange, uh, coming back and we do miss them. So I'm considering making Elseworlds worlds bi-weekly like twice a week. I don't know if we can support that, but I would like to find out. And so I'd like to know what you guys think about that. So let me know either on Twitter at sales, what so else, at Sal says, what Instagram, instagram.com slash comicpopofficial or here on this episode in the comments. I know I, I asked you guys to do a lot of stuff in the comments, so I didn't want to necessarily give you just one place to give me your opinion, but I'd like to know more about that. What, multiple Elseworlds? If we have an interview, uh, should we do another live show? Um, that kind of thing. Uh, I am excited that one of those interviews is going to be live with a seasoned creator whose work you've unquestionably read, and I would love to get you to ask questions of this man, because he has a lot to share, and he's incredibly insightful, and we've had him before, uh, but that's a tease for uh, oh, a couple weeks, so uh, keep that in mind. Um, so, Instagram.com slash Official, Twitter.com slash Sal What, this channel, new videos, back issues, uninterrupted, hasn't been interrupted in six years, and I've got multiple episodes in the bank, so we shouldn't have any delays really, at least as far as most of you are concerned at all uh of course there's so much more to to come and don't forget uh twitch slash comic pop is where uh we stream gaming so if you want to watch people play video games twitch.tv slash comic pop boom you got that for you as well give it a follow and get a notification because I guarantee not only will someone read your comment and respond to you but uh it's a it, it's a it's a hell of a time you can check out the the the, the, the the clips and whatnot. I'm not as well-versed at Twitch as Tiffany is, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, But yeah, a lot more to have. Oh, also, Discord. We have a Discord. There's a link in the description below this video that never expires. Uh, Go to the Discord. There's a book club there. Every week, they pick a book, and they read it, and then on Friday, they have a conversation that leads until Sunday, where they get to vote on a new book. This past week, they did Paper Girls, this week, they're doing Saga of the Swamp Thing, Volume 1 by Alan Moore. So if you've already read it, or if you have never read it, there's an excuse to talk about it on Friday, this upcoming Friday, in the Discord, in the book club. Go over to the Discord, join it. It's a lot of fun. Um, if, if we have a chance, I would like to throw a, a, a link in the chat right now, just to uh, get you guys uh, to check that out, because it's really, really fun. Um, I, we, we asked uh, for your opinions, and I know a lot of you actually thought that the opinion was about what to do on back issues, but no... It was about what to do in the book club that's happening in Discord. Uh, if you're not familiar with Discord, it's a great little place to chat. Um, it's like an ongoing chat room with, with, with multiple uh, categories. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and, uh, and I like the fact, because that's the thing, is that here on Compop, like we promote reading. Like, we want you to read comics. And uh, if, if we can come up with a way to get you to like, read more comics and talk about them, then I will do what I can to make it happen. Uh, So, here's a link. Uh, Go join the Discord. It's right there. Um, Oh, there's two links. Um, So, that's it. We'll see you guys next week with an old new episode, but of course, we will see you tomorrow with a new episode, and then we'll see you on Wednesday with a new episode, and then we'll see you on Friday with another episode. You subscribe here, you'll get at least four videos a week about comics. I'm also uh, editing a a GBU, and I'm really excited about it. Reign of the Superman. A lot of fun. So, uh, that's it. So. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for hanging out, and we'll see you next week.